listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Hello and welcome back to Grave Discussions, your favorite, most honest, brutal horror podcast on the airwaves. I am your host, Barnabas. I am your co-host, Samael, and I can't believe he just said airwaves. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What is this, like 1932? (laughs) Maybe. No, it's 2018, and for good reason... Uh, One, because of the whole calendar thing, (laughs) and also because we are going to talk today about contemporary independent horror films. What do you think about that? I like it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) My my main exposure to horror actually was, uh, you might think like 80s movies and like older movies, but I mean, it was really like, you know, the movies of our day. So, like, I grew up watching, like, The Haunting and shit like that. You know, like, that was, you know, around when I was young. Yeah. So, and just, you know, lots of other movies like that um, got me into horror, like, at first. Like, you know, and I've, I've said this before, I think, or I've told you at least, but, like, The Shining was one of those movies, except not the film, but the TV miniseries, which I know is is garbage now. <laughs> but, yeah, you understand like that, that, now? that Yeah, but that fucked me up, you know, when I was a kid. Oh, um, fuck that. The real so, Shining fucked me up. I mean, yeah, it did for me too, like, later. <laughs> Except I didn't watch it. I thought that w- the TV miniseries was The Shining, like, when I was a kid, you know? I, f- I felt like that kid on the tricycle while I was watching that movie. I was yeah. like, yo, <laughs> these ghosts got me all fucked up. Like, Yeah. And then, you know, when I really got into horror, like, big time, it was mostly off, like, more independent films, you know? So, um, it has a special place in my heart, and I like to consider myself kind of like a connoisseur of it, in a way. But, you know, I still love, like, all horror, obviously. I don't know, for me, I guess these are independent films, because I'd go to our local video store, and, like, they just had the tape behind the box of the tape, yeah. like, the, and they are like, yeah, $5 for three days, and if you don't return it, we're gonna, you know, get a lawyer. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just grabbed those movies off the shelf. Like, some of them were, like horribly made there's let's be real there's been a fair share of our horrible independent movies like killjoy remember killjoy the fucking clown i mean i would say there's definitely more like bad than good um but that's kind of changing nowadays you know the independent horror scene is really making a comeback and that's something that we're gonna talk about but yeah what, what do you think I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with independent horror nothing's a set thing and sometimes independent directors can fuck shit up or they can good so i mean if the movie's good it's good yeah. i'm not gonna be like yo this isn't made by you know ghost house pictures so fuck this movie no yeah. but like i'm just kind of hesitant when it's I mean, independent, ghost house is considered independent too technically we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that though um first of all they're big though you know what i'm saying no i know i know for sure we're, we're gonna talk about they're that part of the big uh the big two <laughs> for like horror yeah i mean i suppose yeah because there's only two right i mean I mean, that's not really like is dimension films that's still a thing or are they gone? I have no idea. Probably gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's but yeah, we're we're gonna talk about all of that right now. Though we're gonna talk about some horror news. We always want to keep you guys informed because I know that everybody doesn't always look at you know all of the news and a lot of it is honestly independent. So he's trying to say you guys are dumb because you don't read. (laughs) No, I I I wasn't really keeping up with it that much uh, until recently. So. Um, but yeah, here we go. So here's the very first article. It is about a title from Cannes, the famous independent film festival in France. I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. French, French people France. are. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're gonna make some fucked up shit. Yeah. Is it by French people? This one, I have no idea. But Cannes accepts movies from the whole world. I don't know. So foreign independent films are so fucked up sometimes. Yeah, they are. So this one is about um, a movie from Cannes called Threshold. And the article states, um, describes it as a modern Minotaur horror story. So, you heard right, the Minotaur 
the creature of legend. Like Motaro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, this film supposedly is going to discuss the the myth. And based on this image that I see in the article, it it looks like there's going to be a Minotaur. So Some shit's about to go down. Yeah. It looks good. The actual like myth of like the Minotaur is really interesting to me. Uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see what they'll do with it. And to my knowledge, there really hasn't been like a horror movie that centers around that. So... It's cool, but the, the synopsis says uh, Threshold tells of a group of graduating college seniors, I already like it, that find themselves stuck in the spooky residence of the college president after a graduation party. It's always some shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, they discover that the house is a labyrinth and at its center is an ancient monster of mythology, which is basically what the story is. Um, as they are eaten one by one, <laughs> damn, they, they learn they are part of a ritual and must find their way out of the house by solving the maze if they're going to survive. So that's kind of cool. It sounds like it's like half monster movie, half like uh, like half mystery, you know? Yeah, it's like solve this that's puzzle cool. or this horseman's going to eat you. Yeah, so <laughs> if you're not smart, you know, that's just Darwinism right or there. The bull man. That's, yeah, yeah. That's natural selection, bro. Yeah. The poster looks cool. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much all there is for that story, but it looks sweet. <laughs> Yeah, put that I in the bookmarks. So. I wanna. Yeah. When does sure. it come out? I don't think it said. I mean, it's it playing. Well, it was playing at Cannes. So what was it called? Uh, Threshold. Threshold. Yeah. Okay. So you know, hopefully it'll come out soon. You, like I said, whenever the festival circuit's done for it, pretty much is is when it'll be distributed. So who knows? But Cannes is usually like the last stop for a lot of a lot of movies, just because of its status in the world of cinema. So. You know, if th- this has a whole article about it and people like it, it's probably coming. Hopefully, through. I can find it some way or another. I have my sources. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is pretty interesting. This I was is just so like, fucking stupid. I was scrolling through it and I was like, "Well, first of all, the picture got me." Um, but then I was like, "Hold up, hold, hold the phone, Dolores!" Like, you know, <laughs> this is just weird. So it, it's about Cthulhu, the musical. <laughs> so, so there's going to be some asshole dressed up as a giant octopus probably, monster. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> so if you don't know anything about Cthulhu, he's this—he's uh, what's called an elder god. He was basically conceptualized by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and um, he's in pretty much like all of his mythos. Well, maybe that—maybe that's not accurate. I'm not like a well, they, scholar. They but mentioned him in the Unnameable when they were reading yeah, those old scriptures. He's, you know, he's mentioned or hinted at in like a lot of H.P. Lovecraft's uh, creations. And it's just this like giant squid face looking fucking thing with wings. And he's like green and he lives at the bottom of the ocean. He's like a god. Um, and he, you know, and he's like related to like madness like he can just cause madness if you just look at him basically so uh it's really interesting mythos and apparently there's a musical out now it's had months of sold out performances in ashland portland and seattle puppeteers for fears oregon's only dedicated puppet musical horror troupe what do you mean puppet musical puppet musical horror troupe like what this, That's crazy. I, I don't think this props. Is this, I mean, uh, <laughs> months of sold out performances. I mean, you know. So I'm gonna see a bunch of guys with puppets show us like some book mythos. Like, I guess. It's like, yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, at least they're doing something sort of original, you know. So I can appreciate that. A puppet I guess. show. Yeah, but like about Cthulhu. Like, That's when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, think. I don't know, bro. It sounds like they're making money off of it. So I I give them props for sure. Look, <laughs> I don't want to see a Cthulhu puppet. I told you, just some guy dressed as a fucking squid. Well, it's a it's a doll. It's like a doll, though. It's a puppet. I don't um, know. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know if I would like go to see it, obviously, but you know, maybe like a YouTube video. I mean, I'll sit in front of a microphone and make fun of it. That's what you're doing right now. <laughs> so uh, thanks. Yeah, if you live, I'm in sure no one would have able been able to point that out without <laughs> you saying that. Thank you for insulting the intelligence of everyone who listens. You're welcome, everyone. You're stupid, but no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love I love all of our view or listeners. So the next bit of news you might actually agree with me in liking Sam Raimi. Dun, dun, dun. in talks for a new movie now this isn't exactly related to our independent discussion because it's apparently going to be released by paramount uh, pictures 
or Paramount, whatever, Paramount, which is one of the big six Hollywood studios. So it's not really independent, but Sam Raimi at this point is not really independent anymore, obviously. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably one of the better ones, and I pretty much love anything Sam Raimi does. So he's teaming up with a a new director that I really like, Alexander Aja. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Something like that. Uh, He's a foreign director, and he's done a lot for the independent community. He was the director for High Tension. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. High Tension. That movie is is really good. He did the Hills Have Eyes remake, Piranha 3D, and let me see. Oh, he he was a producer for Piranha. He was a producer for... 2012's Maniac with Elijah Wood which I really enjoyed and let me see if he's done a whole lot else. Horns? Oh, Horns yeah. Horns was excellent um, Mirrors, uh, I, didn't, I didn't really Over the Rainbow. care about that one that much That's a short yeah. from 97 Holy shit. Yep um, So he's been around for a while but yeah his best known films are High Tension, The Hills Have Eyes and Horns I think he's great. He's teaming up with Sam Raimi for a new film titled Crawl. And essentially, it revol- centers on a young woman who, while struggling to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped inside a flooding house, fighting for her life against Florida's most savage and feared predators, which I saw something about it, and they're basically like alligators. Oh. So, yeah, it's... So, you know, it is a horror film, but... At the same time, it's more of like a real life horror film, like they're fighting or crocodiles or whatever. I don't know. It sounds like it could be good though. Like I, I, I like the concept. This. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm scared of alligators, but I'm not worried <laughs> about an alligator being in my house with a knife behind the door. You know. I, <laughs> yeah, but from what it sounds like, it's a lot of them, and you're trapped inside of a flooding house. Are you gonna fight it? While it's swimming at you at like however many miles per hour, this should be like a ten minute movie with that then. mouth. I mean, like I guess they find a way to get out of it. D- have you seen The Shallows? No. Really good independent shark movie, shark horror movie. One of the best since uh, Jaws, I would say. Last I think shark movie I saw was Open Water. Open Water was alright. The Shallows actually like pretty actiony though, and I liked it. It was it had a uh, Blake Lively in it. I I thought it was good, but. That was actually a good example of, like, an animal, like, horror movie. and But she was just stuck on this, like, rock. And if she can get away from this sh- fucking shark in that situation, then I'm sure you could find a way to get out of a house of alligators. But that would still be scary as fuck. Like, I would be, I would be terrified. <laughs> if it wasn't, like, flooded, then maybe, you know, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, be so scared. But <laughs> still. I don't know. I just think it's not a good idea yeah. I don't know I, I would expect Sam Raimi to like I mean make he's like never a paranormal gonna, movie or something nah I don't think he's ever gonna get that to that point again like Evil Dead or even like Spider-Man 2 I guess but that's, that wasn't horror obviously but uh yeah I don't know I mean he's he's big time you know so it makes sense that he's kind of signing on for these like and he's just producing anyway so he's like, yeah, that sounds like a decent idea. Yeah, I'll fucking throw my money at it. You know, he'll probably just like that's how it is in the big six. Make like those over the top, all that over the top shit, like happen in the movie. Like, what if we add this? His yeah. head comes off. All this blood comes but, off. But if, but if Alexander, Aya, Aja, um, you know his track record is good, especially if he can pull off anything like high tension, then I think this movie will be dope. But that movie was obviously like. Are you one hundred percent sure it's about alligators? Though? That's that's just what I read. I mean, it says Florida's most savage and people predators. Florida's fucking crazy. <laughs> Florida nah. got crazy people. It's a, it's, bro. A cre- it's a creature feature. Though, that's the know? first place bath salts came out of, man. Uh, <laughs> it could be as ba- fucking Floridians high off bath salts. <laughs> that's even more terrifying. In a flooding house, I would uh, I would agree. I hope they can't swim. <laughs> so uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that one. Next up, we've got our terrifying trailer of the week. <laughs> this week's uh terrifying trailer is going to be about a movie called forward 
and I kind of glimpsed through this trailer. It actually looks kind of interesting. I didn't. I know you didn't. It's going to be a, a blind one for you. It looks good. I mean, just based off of the <laughs> off the picture, yeah. She looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's a. I think she's a demon. The movie is supposed to be about even um, better. Yeah, two two assassins who are hired to avenge their boss, and then it leads them to this abandoned hotel where they come face to face with a demon apparently and i guess they're gonna have to try that to get their like way out of like night of the demons shit yeah that's why i kind of was like "Ooh, a human demon <laughs> actually look at the uh look at how the guys look on this picture douchey as fuck don't uh, all right but is this men in black yeah but tell me they don't almost look like uh seth and, and richie gecko from from dust till dawn yeah george clooney i mean maybe that's Robert, what they were uh, maybe that's what they were going for and Quentin like Tarantino, a, yeah. Maybe it's like a little Easter egg thing. That's what I'm thinking, because it's like, look how he looks. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like Qu- Quentin Tarantino quite, but his outfit at least. So anyway, um, this is a Spanish language film. I don't know where it's coming from exactly, but I just know it's uh, oh Latin American television star. Might be coming out of Mexico. I'm not sure, but anyway, um, here's a trailer for Forward. As always, you can watch it with us and just listen to the video from um, our podcast. Or, you know, you can watch it ahead of time or whatever. Whatever you want to do. But um, here we go. We're going to play it and we're going to give our thoughts. What do you think about it so far? I like it. I don't... I mean, I like the score, if that's the score they're going to yeah. use. But I think that was just for the trailer, but it has a nice, slow little build-up. We get a little mm-hmm. backstory on what's going on and why they're here, so... Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't seem like... Uh, we've watched 40 seconds already. It doesn't seem like it's really given a lot of the movie away. It's just them kind of moving around, you know. But we read you the synopsis, so it should be pretty easy to grasp kind of what's happening if you're watching along with us. Um, but yeah, I think it looks pretty good so far. The actual production quality, I guess camera quality, is not, not spectacular. The, it's not the greatest. Part. Maybe if I saw it how it's meant to be seen, I would change my mind. But so far, it looks not you know incredible. It looks like some 720p stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the lighting is like yeah, pretty. Like it's lit how we lit our our shoot this last weekend. It was not well. Yeah. It was not well, unfortunately. But um, yeah, at least it's you know comprehensible. So um, let's continue on. We've only got like forty seconds left, so we're gonna finish it up here and give our final thoughts. like a nice cheesy little movie yeah I, I i see what you mean about it having that like night of the demons feel though yeah. you know um it has that cheese factor i like it <laughs> yeah kind of it, it's it's kind of like this it looks like this weird blend of night of the demons and from dust till dawn i don't know if that makes sense to anybody else but it makes sense to me in a way uh but yeah that looks that looks cool unfortunately i wasn't able to uh catch if there was a release date for that one but as always with these independent films especially with foreign films that are probably not coming to the u.s right away um it's it's a toss-up really but you know we'll keep an eye out for that add it to your bookmarks or what have you and just keep up with that it looks cool i want to see it so next up what do we have the cult corner oh yeah and today's cult corner is going to focus on 
this, I feel like, little-known movie from 1982 called Madman. I think it was pretty good for its time. Like, yeah. what were people doing back in the 80s? You know, there were no phones. There were no... <laughs> no one was, like, really clubbing like that. You know, people weren't, yeah. like... I don't know. It was just different. Like, it has that 80s atmosphere of every 80s horror camp movie, you know? Like, yeah. it just has that that nostalgia feel to it. Like, you know you're watching something, mm-hmm. like, older than shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, why is, why was, why is it considered cult? I think because of those very reasons. Yeah. Because it's think just got that, that feel. It's like, all the cliches are there. It's pretty, yeah. like, it's a... I don't know, it's a fun movie. Yeah. And we get to see kind of like the, in my opinion, the inspiration for Victor Crowley. Like, I would say that that's pretty accurate because, uh, you know, I don't want to give away spoilers really, but the actual uh, killer has like these, over, you know, like this over, these overalls or this, this work shirt and, you know, whatever on. And uh, he's just this like huge menacing like hillbilly thing. It's like, like if Bigfoot was a hillbilly. Yeah, like I don't even know if he's a creature or what, but basically the movie opens up at, at a campfire and there's this like older dude telling a story, so you already know it's going to be good. And there's actually like a really good original song at the beginning, oh, yeah, which I like. Beware the Madman Mars. Yeah. I actually like really liked listening yeah, to was, the song. That was you know? dope. I was like, damn, and I think it was the guy, like he could really sing. But anyway, they're like doing all of that and the old dude's telling the story about this guy who killed his wife and daughter called Madman Mars and he ends the story by saying you know don't say his name out loud if you say Madman Mars out loud then you know he'll come get you and then one of those asshole douchebag kids he gets up he starts screaming hey Madman Mars you know because I don't know where they're from they sound like (laughs) Jersey people I don't know and then like he throws a rock through that abandoned house which allegedly belongs to Madman Mars yeah and then like there's these like shots of like in the pitch black but then you see like they have like a close-up of like madman mars just sitting in a tree watching yeah. them all walk by i it's thought that creepy. was dope because it's just a silhouette like it it just looks creepy and it's got that grain to it bro it was like six foot eight yeah. 418 pounds just bro. up in a tree and you know like the you see the the kind of like bluish night sky behind him and it just looks Phenomenal, I think. Like, that was effective. Yeah, it had that, like, dope 80s-style cinematography to it. Like... Yeah. I like... Those fading shots, were though, were so corny. When they yeah, would, like, just fade yeah. out and then, like... <laughs> like I love when uh, 80s horror movies try to do that. Like, fade out shit. Like, make it look dramatic. Because that was advanced back then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're like, yo, wouldn't it look dope we if gotta we got to do it. fucking <laughs> fade out part? They'd be like... like yeah. We wouldn't have to pause the camera, turn it, and then click record again. There like, were a lot trying to do that and then now like looking back at it it's like ah you know now it's a novelty it's like i'm glad we're i'm glad we're over that shit yeah <laughs> except unless it's a fade in or a fade out at the beginning or end of your movie other than that it's like weird it's like ah man like what are we back in 1992 like shit you know so uh yeah that was i mean i'm not gonna say it wasn't cheesy or camp or anything because it definitely was and it totally was on purpose but that's why i feel like it's it's cult because it came out in 82, you know, surrounded by all these movies like The Evil Dead. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Everyone was trying to live up to Michael Nightmare Myers. Nightmare on Elm Street, everything. Everyone know? was just trying to live up to Michael. And yeah. then, like, then Jason came out. Well, not Jason, but, you know, Jason's mom came out. Mm-hmm. So, like, they invented this, like, all right, we'll have, like, they basically, they saw Friday the 13th part one, right? Mm-hmm. And it was Jason's mom. So they probably made a movie like, oh, you know, what if it was, if Jason was alive, then this is probably what he would be like, yeah. you know, like a lot of movies like that. Yeah. But this was, uh, this movie was supposed to be originally about the Cropsy Maniac, mm-hmm. but then the burning already did that. Yeah. So they couldn't, they couldn't touch it. So they had to make up their own. Is that like, le- is that like legit or? Yeah, that's the story of the oh, Cropsy Maniac. They just said it's Mad Men. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense because. He's a real person. Yeah, you can't just rip, <laughs> rip off a movie that was already kind of ripping off the story. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. The Burning released their own interpretation of him. Yeah, in '81, like the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see it though, but But this was one of the first. That is great. This was one of the first, like you know, killer at camp movies, though. It was technically, yeah, it was because it was '82, but you know, because of everything that it was surrounded by and its competition, it was definitely like overshadowed, overshadowed for sure, like lost in the shuffle, you know. Yeah. Because when you think back, you think of 
all of those famous killers, but do you think of Madman Mars? Not unless you're us. Yeah. I guess. Or, you know, if, if you've seen it and you appreciate those slasher movies that kind of went, you know, on scene for the most part. They were, they were just all... That was the wave of it. Camp killers. Yeah. Like, they were just mm-hmm. 80s... I don't know. It just... 80s looked cool as shit, so I like to see people from back in the day get murdered. Yeah. You blame me? (laughs) No, I mean, it was was awesome. Plus, the kills were kind of different in this movie. Yeah, they were unique. I I really liked them. I'm not going to say any of them, but there's some that you might consider kind of, like, soft almost. And then there's some really, like, brutal kills. If you have Shudder or Screenbox, both of those are $5 a month. It's, like, the same app, just same era movies. They just both have different movies. Some Mm -hmm. have similar movies, but... You could get Madman on both of those. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, if you haven't checked out um, Shutter yet, a lot of the movies that we talk about on this podcast are from Shutter. So, like, we're not endorsing them or we're not sponsored by them or anything. But I, they have a lot of movies. Yeah, as one horror, like two horror fans, to you who I hope is a horror fan, you the listener, if you're serious about horror movies, definitely check out Shutter. Because you're just gonna have a blast. They have like, a lot of newer stuff, but it's independent, so it's and, and a lot of it's foreign too, and just dubbed. And so. I don't know, yeah, and I don't know if you knew this, but I get the newsletter, and May is Stephen King month. Oh shit! So they, you know what they have? What? It's creep show. Oh shit! Yeah. Are they gonna have the Langoliers? Um, I I think they have the Cat's Eye. I think that was one of them. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I saw. It uh, what else do they have? Something else. I think maybe Cujo or something. I mean, that wasn't one of the better ones, but I, I'm pretty sure they'll have more. You think they're going to put the original It on there? That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't I don't know, though. I mean, that would be cool. I feel like that movie is... I mean, they should if it's Stephen King. It's oddly one, hard to find on streaming services. So I just uh, bought the DVD from FYE. Yeah, I know. I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely... about that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it at some point. But, yeah, definitely check out Shutter. Check out Mad Men. It's right on there. Um, it's great. Unique kills. It's got that like cheesy, like blue night sky, like atmosphere. You know, like mood to it. Um, the the killer is great. All the characters are fucking idiots. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know? that, so yeah, people get decapitated. Yeah, and it's it's unknown kind of. Basically, so. you see people that like you would like you don't want to sound like an asshole, but like you yeah. wouldn't mind seeing them die. And then you see, yeah. like, these, like, really dumb people. Hey, I just saw a giant by the car. Uh, it's okay. I think you're just crazy, honey. You're just seeing stuff. Okay, that no, explains she, it. Then they start getting their heads pulled she off. She convinced like, herself of that because, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say this real quick. There was that one scene where, uh, yeah, she sees him, like, ducking behind a cabin or something. And she doesn't even do anything. She's like, huh? For, like, two seconds. And then she's like, oh, well. Yeah. It must have been, fuck? like, a cat or something. Like, no, bitch. It was, like, six foot it's eight. fucking Sasquatch. 420 pounds. Yeah. Just a kitty. Yeah. It's a big kitty. It was stupid. You feed him a lot out here. But that's how those movies were back then. But man. that was the point. Everyone yeah. was, like, really dumb. That's so why like, they all died. You never see geniuses getting killed like that. I mean, if, if it is, if they do, it's because you snuck up on them. Like, yeah. You know, like some Michael Myers type yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, I would have... That dude probably would have killed the fuck out of me, too. But, you know, at least... Yeah, bro, what the fuck? I wouldn't like, have made those stupid-ass decisions. Yeah, but if, if I, I saw s- that shit, I would have been like, yo, call the police right now. No, I wouldn't tell nobody. I would let him have his fun. I'd get in my car, and I'm going home. <laughs> fuck camp. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I came here to make sure kids don't drown and, you know, make food. I didn't come here to fight a Sasquatch. Like, Yeah, I feel you. Back in the day, that's, that was like $8 an hour. Not even. That was like $4 an hour back then, you know? You get paid like 500 bucks for the whole summer. Sometimes yeah. you work for free because you're Man. volunteering at a poor, camp. Poor campers, bro. <laughs> I mean, fuck them though, right? Yeah, fuck them. Why not? <laughs> so, I'm going to pay to go outside. Yeah. Live outside. Homeless people would be mad at you. I know. <laughs> but Madman is, is super cool. I love it. So, definitely check that out. And, you know, Madman really kind of is an independent film. An independent yeah, horror is. film. Because most movies it's are, not even honestly, rated. I know. <laughs> yeah. Most I mean most indie movies are for sure. And independent movies have always just been kind of like the backbone of the movie industry, I feel like. So, you know, this is our main segment we're talking about independent horror cinema. And it's something that I'm a big fan of. But back then in like the 80s and even before that, honestly, a lot of the movie business was heavily dominated by the major studios. But, you know, the reason that you're able to even think of stuff like Freddy and Michael and Jason and Madman and all those movies is because it was 
independent movie studios making them. Yeah, and they just had a, yeah. and they didn't have a big following because they were popular yeah. and they were like the mainstream. They had a big following because mm-hmm. those were like innovative movies at the time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, Universal. At the time, see how I'm stressing that. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, they've literally done every single type of slasher movie, every single type of paranormal movie. Yeah. So now, like, you can't really say they even suck anymore because, like, hey, either I'm gonna recycle something that's already happened. Or I'm going to make some stuff that people are going to say either was really good or was shit because it was completely different from everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, Universal did the Universal Monsters back in like the 20s and 30s. That was good, though. That really was good, good, for sure. And then since then... Frankenstein's Monster, bro. That was the guy. Yeah, they still milk, milk those, obviously, those oh, yeah. properties, but... They have them I up mean, here as like guess like the same, like, yeah. like the cart- cartoon version of them on like Scrappy Doo and shit. <laughs> like it's, yeah, I know. But... Yeah, since the Universal Monsters, I mean, they haven't really been doing that much horror, honestly. They've just been milking their properties and doing some fucking reboots and shit. And that's really kind of it. Because once they got big, big, like, they just were thinking about the money. So really, it's been up to independent studios to be making all of these iconic horror films, basically. Like, I'd expect them to be, like, bringing in, like, new ideas. Like Yeah, for sure. Not just sticking to, like, the traditional stuff at this point. Like, don't stick to traditional stuff, but, like, stop making every movie, like, even independent films are guilty of that no-hope type of movie, like... I mean, you know, now, I guess... Like, now that's the cliche now. Like, everyone has to die. Like, there's no I mean, not necessarily. I think that, you know, sometimes you over-exaggerate it when you talk about that. Not a lot of horror films... Even nowadays, like, in the, in the independent scene with the themes that they have, you know, yeah, they're depressing as fuck, a lot of them, and a lot of them are really dark, but, you know, not everybody dies in all of them, like, I think if you make interesting characters, then... Well, I mean, the movies where the main character live, survives, they do live. but sometimes the main character survives, and he's, like, in a coma, or then he's just crazy forever locked yeah, up, like... I, it, I mean, I would say that you're right, that is kind of the cliche now, you know, they're a lot darker... They're a lot more like, brutally not, Maybe honest, not everyone dies, you know? but it always has, like, a very, like... Like, the protagonist, yeah. like, didn't prevail. Like, something happened to them. Yeah, you're like, right. They're still struggling even after the movie's over yeah. about something, and we don't get to figure it out until they make a sequel. And then by then, they're just adding in random bullshit. I mean, to me, personally, I kind of like that movies are more willing to do that now. Because in the 80s, the cliche was, was camp, cheese, you know. They were fun movies, not gonna lie. They were fun movies. But I think that's one of the main talking points is that independent horror films have evolved so much that they don't really focus on things like that quite as much. You know, like the the big indie horror films that you you hear about and that people talk about, um, they are movies with these very dark themes, these very brutal movies, honest movies, you know? You know what was like the... You know what really brought me back into watching horror? Do you remember those eight films to die for? Yeah. That's what kind of brought me into it. I started, like, watching that, yeah, like, those, a, lot, a lot more. I mean, those kind of fall into the same categories. Yeah, more yeah or that's less. why I liked it. Like, I, think, I think it's just because as technology has evolved, our tastes in the film have evolved. Maybe not so much the, you know, primary movie-going audience, those casual viewers. Um, that's, that's why Hollywood is I still think, dominating, you know, I, but... I think it's technology, because you know how I used to find, you know new horror back in the day now it's ease of access you go netflix hulu search anything up you'll find it search it on comcast you can buy it it's that ease of access like yeah. and then it tells you like the rating and everything back in the day you know you'd go to like suncoast like mm-hmm. that dvd store you see like new horror 13 bucks yeah. grave dancers yeah. or you see it at walmart and then you're like oh uh, this looks cool mm-hmm. you grab it you watch it and that would be it now yeah. it's like everything's there and everything looks just yeah. bad because like there's not no new movies coming out that are like front shelf no one cares about blu-ray or dvd yeah, anymore because no one you know, a shit about that. when you're independent like you don't always get the chance to distribute like that but if you're a bigger studio then you will but there are lots of studios out there that are um like directly under like the big six studios but they're technically independent they technically are making independent horror films and a lot of them are actually really good when you think of ghost house and bloom house and stuff like that um, actually, I think Bloomhouse is his own thing, but I, I want to say that Ghost House is um, a child studio of one of the big six uh, studios. I don't I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure, you know, and that's why those movies are out in theaters all the time. That's why they keep getting made, even though a lot of them are stupid. Because you remember back in the day, every you movie know? was 
every horror movie was in theaters. Like, they had some straight to well, DVD releases, like Cutthroat oh, Alley yeah. and stuff like. I mean, that, the but. film festivals and stuff definitely were not as prevalent. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like a lot of it has changed. A lot of it is more accessible. But a lot of the actual filmmaking technology has changed too. You yeah. know, cameras are way better than they've ever been. Yeah. Everything is way better. You can fucking monitor everything. Sound equipment is way better. Everything's better. So as that happens, people want to have more cinematic quality. Oh, you know? of course. So, and that's I why I, I think mean, that I these themes have... I just don't always want to see like how intensely the main character is sweating. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you won't, but you know that's what I think that those that's why those themes have evolved in such a way. Like, there's less focus on this like campy, dumb fun, and there's more of a focus on you know having you feel something. Exactly. It's not every movie, but that is a lot of for them. independent ones. Yeah, it is, but not for like the mainstream ones. Really, there, there, there's there are lots of independent movies that are more fun than others. I would say, but yeah, like I said, a lot of the main ones that you hear about have these darker themes because that's how people are able to react to horror movies now you know like they've seen all that other shit people have to feel like the despair and anguish and anxiety and all that shit to really like talk about an independent horror movie nowadays yeah you can't just be your typical paranormal movie that's yeah. already been done or your typical slasher that's yeah. already been done because you're gonna be like oh wow this was the same as the other 800 movies about mm-hmm. that guy with the knife killing people like, yeah <laughs> the, the only reason that those movies even get talked about is because they have jump scares that that get those fucking assholes yeah. in theaters, and because Fuck they that. have they more money get, for marketing and shit. Those and get me DVDs, in theaters you know. too. That's why I fucking hate them. I know, but you know that's why people even talk about them at all. If independent movies were more available to the public like that and more easily accessible, then I'm sure more people would be talking about them too. But it's really just the independent community that is talking about these movies. So yeah. I'm glad that the horror community is as strong as it is because that's how I even get exposed to most of these things. There's still a lot of horror fans. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them really like indie horror because it's not that same, like, ghost house pictures type of shit, bloom house type of shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's what I think about that. But recently, the independent scene for horror has kind of been lacking in the U.S., like, there was this period of time, I would say, between, like, 2007 and 2012, including 2012, so maybe, like, six years, where independent horror in the U.S. was was top-notch. Like, it was really good. It was. You know? But in general, too, like, all around the world, like, Martyrs was out around that time. Maniac. I don't know. I, I guess that isn't foreign, but you know what I mean. Like, there were a lot of really good independent horror films out there for people and since then it's been kind of lacking but since like 2017 till now it's it's come back yeah i was gonna say i don't think right now there's like a lack of independent horror films just like you said there's like there's a lack of like people talking about them Mm -hmm. and people like promulgating to everyone that these are like out and like how are you gonna know if something's good if like it's if there's no hype behind it and then Mm -hmm. people are kind of skeptical and i get it but like just watch the movie and think was it good or was it bad like you have a mind like just if you didn't like it, then it was a bad movie. That's simple right. to you. Like people yeah. try to overanalyze every movie. Did you like it or did you not? Was it good? All right, so who, why the fuck does it matter who made it? Like you know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I think in the U.S. has definitely come back more recently because we have movies like Get Out, Split, and these are technically independent horror films, but they're not really done by Hollywood, you know, necessarily. So, they're still out in theaters, people talk about them, and those movies are kind of bringing back indie horror. So, now when we see movies on, like, Bloody Disgusting and shit, I always see people talking about those films, like, more and more, you know, and they're getting made. So, obviously, I think it's been kind of brought back in a big way, but for a while there, it was definitely more dominated by reboots and sequels and shit, and those are still out there, but I'm just glad uh, Independent studios are out there making like original shit you know i also agree because like everything's been kind of stagnant in terms of like imagination in the horror community like you said yeah. like everything's just been kind of rehashed stuff that's already happened and then like then you got movies like house of the devil which i finally yeah. i finally watched <laughs> wasn't it How- I, I thought it was old as shit like yeah I, it looks like it was made in the 80s but it wasn't. like it didn't look like like it was not modern cinematography at all either like yeah. it wasn't like 
like 2018 like shots with a 1980 camera. It was like yeah. 1980 camera, 1980 style shots. Like, I would agree with that. I mean, that's you know that's the way it was supposed to be made. Other than that, Ty uh, West really wanted to make a movie <laughs> set in the 80s. Other than that uh, scene when someone got shot in the head and like you see everything yeah. blown out and it was like really like. It would have been cheesier in the eighties, you know. Like, yeah, I know. But that's that's. I thought it was, it was such like, a good blend of eighties, like aesthetic, and uh, costuming and everything with modern implications. Like it's weird. Know? It was like made in like oh nine, but you felt some nostalgia watching. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're like ah. Oh, yeah. huh. <laughs> but I I feel like it did have some modern cinematography. It definitely had that modern like slow burn, you know, like that build up and the suspense. I feel like a lot of movies in the 80s didn't really have that. That's that, you know that's kind of related to what I was saying before about just the overall themes and, and way of creating a horror film now. Oh yeah, it's changed. They've changed, you know. Before it was just like, yeah. as soon as the credits roll at the beginning, stuff would just start happening to people yeah. without like a rhyme or reason. It was just dumb luck that these people happened to come across this demon or something. Now there's like whole backstory into it especially with like independent films like yeah. mainstream it's usually like oh we opened this book we read this we fucked mm-hmm. up or we moved into a haunted house yeah it's just stupid like, simple yeah. shit yeah i'm glad that independent horror movies have the creativity that they do because they can really pretty much do whatever they want so something like the house of the devil while the seemingly simple concept was actually like pretty complex if not in its story then definitely in its presentation structure and yeah production just overall you know yeah, it, I really it seemed retro. It. Like I, it did, yeah. I mean, most a lot of Ty West other movies like the uh, the Innkeepers that was a great one, great paranormal film, but also definitely a slow burn. But it felt like kind of old, you know. And it also had the stereotypical like protagonist ignoring the voice of reason. Yeah, you know, like when her friend was like, as soon as you said it, something felt weird. We get the fuck out of here. And yeah. that was weird. And then she's like, and then for some reason, right? She's like, no, they're paying me four hundred dollars. Yeah. So she just got paid four hundred dollars to. I mean, shit. Endure man. all that. When I was when I was a broke college student, that, I, I probably would have done the same shit. Honestly, like, yeah, there's no one in the house, four hundred bucks, eh, big deal. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, believe that. I like the ending a lot too. I know. Like, you see how he reacted, like when she said she didn't want to yeah. do it, he like got up and like he, he was, was like, like offended. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I I really enjoyed it though. I thought it was done super well, and a lot of people in the independent community agree that it's an excellent film it's it's kind of divided i mean just i think because of its pace and everything and almost its lack of shit happening yeah sometimes you know but i thought it was great i loved the suspense i loved the way it was shot um i i just i don't know i pretty much like most things about it but it's movies like that that i think get me excited about independent horror cinema because there have been a lot like i could name off so many good independent horror films but it's really come back and i'm super happy about it so you know i really want to thank movies like get out like they rehashed split and it follows and the babadook and all those movies they rehashed the boogeyman finally again with sinister yeah yeah sinister was great because i mean the boogeyman franchise kind of killed the boogeyman and then yeah michael myers wasn't even around that you know yeah they just had the rob zombie a few years before that and then we need a new boogeyman, and it was Bagul, the Sumerian yeah. boogeyman. Like, it was great. I, I really liked it. I mean, that was back when Blumhouse was like actually an independent company. You know, they blew not up. like the shit like they are now. I mean, they they release some good movies. Don't get me wrong. They now, do, but, they do. But they're definitely but they are like the king of jump scares. Yeah, I would say at least for horror, they're like pretty much at the top of the food chain, and they're almost considered a, a major Hollywood studio. You know, air quotes. <laughs> but for horror along with like ghost house and a24 but um i i want kind of want to talk about a24 i've already talked about them a lot but you know they've done like the witch um that was so good they're, I, I, they're gonna I, do hereditary I, that I, looks awesome like, the witch though like it was like damn i had to pull out my I know. dictionary like yeah it was i mean talk about old school like yeah the, <laughs> you the phrasing of yeah, anything it was, in that it was set in like fucking during like the salem witch trials basically yeah so and then like the goat offered her talk. like to teach her how to churn butter or whatever yeah. the fuck happened at the end of the movie. <laughs> but I mean, that was such a like weird movie. Like it was so metaphorical. It was super deliberate with pretty much everything that it did. It highlighted the darkness in this family, basically. But you you, know? you really didn't get to really see anything. Just like yeah. the catastrophic effects of like you know 
the main character like yeah. getting into this stuff and then when she finally like goes to that coven and they're having their meeting you're like oh shit just got real like, yeah. yeah same thing you don't get to that build up is what makes the movies good Maybe it's not so great that stuff happens like maybe like the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Maybe the buildup should be like more have more intense or just less shorter. Yeah. I would agree. It depends on the movie though. I mean, I think it depends on what it's trying to portray. Like, um, I, I don't think you've seen this movie yet, but I highly recommend it. A Dark Song. It's on Netflix. You've probably uh, sca- I've like, seen the trailer. You've glanced through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's on my queue. I watched it pretty recently, and I I really liked it. But that is a movie where not a ton. I guess what you would consider as you know action happens during most of the movie but that's not really what the movie is about the movie is really kind of a character study because it's about a woman who is uh, tr- basically trying to get some sorry something by completing this like super complex ritual and she hires this guy who's an expert on it to assist her because it, it, you know, if she fucks up anything, then she could like have her soul ripped out or something, you know. So, the whole movie is basically about them just performing this ritual, and it's supposed to be this like really long ritual. They can't leave this house, or they'll like fuck it up. And not a ton happens, but really the action is between them because the movie is only about these two characters. So that's why I say it's kind of more of a character study because. There's this supernatural element, this grueling ritual, but really it's about how the characters are involved with that and with each other and their relationship during it. Because they're both pretty interesting characters, especially the guy. So um, I thought it was really cool. Just that the way that they like built those characters and just the overall structure of the film and the ending made it like so worth it. It was, it was really good. And probably not what you would expect. So it's just movies like that that, you know, prove that if you can really like make good characters, if you can have an interesting concept and just shoot it well, you're going to have a really good horror movie. And you don't have to worry about jump scaring your audience, you know? Yeah, you just insert more fucked up scenarios into the movie that aren't jump scares like simple I mean, yeah. formula but they make you think like psychological you're not really, trauma yeah. etc cetera, etc cetera. you're not really like, gonna be thinking about a jump scare movie like honestly i don't i never think about like lights out but i think about a dark song i think about like it follows like lights I, think, out? I mean it was okay but it was fucking it was a jump scare movie like straight up you like don't knock twice though that wasn't much jump scare, but that was like... Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a, a good film, though. Like, there was tension, there was build-up. It was wasn't that, just was all, like, Was that from like, Independent Studio? Oh, I'm sure, I'm cause, sure. Because that was so fucking good. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But, I mean, I think Lights Out is a whole different kind of movie. It was marketed for the theater-going audience, like the typical theater-going audience. I know, but it was really similar to Don't Knock Twice, except, yeah. like... Don't Knock Twice, I guess, would be, like, the independent version of it, where, like no jump scares really and it I suppose. focused more on like the twist at the end like you remember that big build up to finally find out what we found out yeah, like, yeah I, I mean I would I would say yeah you're right about that I mean like but those are I think still think those are two I different I think Netflix films. and Hulu are dope because like they're kind of bringing these independent movies to life oh, you see a lot of yeah, you yeah. see a lot of independent show on Netflix Hulu even on yeah. Shutter, Screenbox everything like they're they're for promoting them. I mean Netflix isn't really even like a major studio but I mean, in a way, they are. I mean, they're, they're really one of, not one of the big six. I know, but they're like seriously like mainstream, like oh yeah, streaming, for sure, for like sure. you know, like they're the guys. Like, no, I don't think, I I don't think cable does cable make more than Netflix. I don't know, probably because they charge more. But I mean, yeah, I guess more people. I don't know. I, I would be surprised. Eventually, more people are going to use Netflix and Hulu than yeah. ever I'm, have I'm pretty sure they already do, honestly. I mean, I have all three and a Fire Stick just yeah. because, you know, I got to spoil myself. I mean, Netflix is definitely like a pioneer in it for sure. They're producing a lot of excellent Netflix originals, and a lot of them are horror. And I just read an article that said that they're going to try to focus more of their original films on, like, sci-fi and thrillers and basically horror as well. So um, I'm really excited for that. I'm I mean, not, as, I think I'm not opposed to having more comedy, too, on Netflix. Comedy and horror. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure they'll do both, but they're definitely going to try to focus on more, like, serious films, you know, which I think is good. Like, um, I just saw recently Ravenous, which I believe was a Netflix original. It was a French film, I want to say. 
new zombie concept. I mean, maybe not a new concept, but I I, I like the film overall, and I think that that's Do you watch one of the big stepping stones. Um, not for that one, I don't think. What was the trailer we watched last week? Last week, uh, Feral. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's yeah. the new zombie one, right? Yeah, you know, faux zombie. I don't know. But I would, I would call it, yeah, it's like some twenty eight days later type shit, virus yeah. quote unquote. I guess I would say that, but. Um, I just want to leave with my final thoughts here before we move on to our last segment that, yeah, I think independent horror cinema has just really evolved in, I would say, a very positive way. And over the last couple of years, it's really been coming back with just absolutely stellar releases that don't fall into the Hollywood trap, but, you know, get out there and, and just make waves like get out and split and it follows and a whole bunch of movies. And I could just probably name like so many you know you know like in a row just great independent horror films so i'm not going to do that right now but yeah let us know what you think about indie cinema i mean do you have any final thoughts sam oh no i think we pretty much wrapped everything up and i'm just gonna stop being too skeptic because i mean yeah. being skeptic is good like before you actually do something i've been mm-hmm. skeptic of like independent movies on netflix and like just not been watching them yeah not giving them a chance so i guess because, I mean, I'm usually kind of disappointed. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I, I'm going to check out more Netflix stuff and more non-Netflix stuff. I'm going to check yeah. some, like, horror websites. Like, cause, um, what happened to shit like eight fil- eight movies to die for and those little, like, yeah. eight film, like, just just those... They would sell them for, like, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. it's like five... I mean, I think they're really trying to get more serious and just do, like, their own thing. There's still horror film festivals and stuff out there, of course. I don't know about that one in particular, but... Yeah, I think, you know you're a huge fan of, of like cult horror movies and older horror films. And I know you like some more modern stuff, but you know, I feel like if you were kind of a, an old head, like, you know, you just really into that cult stuff from the eighties and stuff. I think you just got to approach newer movies with a different mindset. Like you can't really go into them thinking like, Oh, this is going to be a fun, you know, movie. Like, Oh, what a cool, like creature concept or whatever. It's kind of about more than that. Not everything. But a lot of movies have a deeper meaning for sure. And I think that's just the way that not only horror has evolved, but cinema overall has evolved with the times, you know, with the technology. People want to have more of a personal, like, deep feeling to their movies, which I totally get that. So uh, that's what I think about it. Um, Yeah, I definitely say check out more, man. Like, I can write you a list. If any of you want recommendations, I'm totally down to give recommendations. I think... Horror, like contemporary independent horror, is probably at its best spot right now, since a long time. So definitely try and and watch more um indie horror, man. That's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I will, I will. Yeah, I've been kind of neglecting indie horror. Yeah, kinda, but after watching House, I of, mean, the House of the Devil, and then we watched The Sleeper. You know that yeah. was independent too, and like. Yeah, there, I mean the Terrifier that was an indie. You know, yeah, there's, there's so there's so many good ones out there. You just kind of have to look. You know, they all have different kind of qualities to them, but I think the actual quality of the films themselves is so high. So, yeah, to all of you, if you if you kind of haven't been checking out too many newer horror films because you're <laughs> like Sam Hale here and you're kind of skeptical, you know, check out some lists, man. I'll, I can give you some recommendations. There's so much like gold out there at least that's what i think so um we're gonna move on to our last segment uh it's back yeah the chopping block (laughs) i'd like to keep this one relatively shorter because it has been a little while since we've seen this movie but we wanted to talk about it now since uh, we kind of noticed it was still trending on netflix it's netflix original film so i think this ties in well to the indie horror discussion that we've having been having but this is actually kind of a horror comedy um you might know about it it's called little evil yeah i remember seeing this and uh right away from seeing that dude on the cover i knew it was going to be like some sort of comedy horror yeah adam scott yeah (laughs) he's never in any serious movies um yeah i mean i i don't have any evidence to tell you otherwise i'm sure he's been in something more serious but every time you see him on the big screen you know that there's, it's probably going to be pretty funny. Um, and I, I liked it. It was, it was an innocent kind of funny, though. You know, there was some adult humor. But overall, I thought it was 
I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know why I got 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. People are so fucking know. jaded nowadays. It was just funny. It was... Yeah. This is this is one of those indie horror films it's, it's, that, it's a, that can be fun. It's a you know? it's a fucking it's an omen parody. Yeah, like yeah, this is one of those indie horror movies that can be fun because it it it's humorous. Like it's a parody. Like you know, like you just said, it's an omen parody. And uh, you know, people who are approaching it in a different way, I don't I don't think that's really fair. You kind of have to have some kind of awareness of like what movies you're about to be watching. You know, and Little Evil is definitely meant to be humorous. But it kind of does have some, you know, more mature, serious themes and undertones. Like, in the end... You don't have the, to be who your parents want you to be. That was, like, one yeah, of Yeah, but, you know, it's it's also just, like, family. You know, like, in, in the end... Well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's about family. It's about acceptance. It's about all of these things. You know, acceptance and families. Acceptance of who your kids are and just connecting, you know. So, uh... I liked it for those reasons, and just overall, it was it was done well. I mean, it's nothing that I'm gonna write home about <laughs> necessarily, but yeah, me either. But a lot of like horror parodies get a lot of shit. Like everyone's saying, like even nowadays, like oh, all the recent scary movies suck. No, they don't. Yeah, people just don't like watching like five movies in a row about yeah. I mean horror movies because it's yeah compared to like Scary Movie One and Two, they're not quite as good. But that I mean, I'm not gonna get into that. But, I mean, I would agree. But horror comedies, I think, feel in a pretty good spot, too. I mean, uh, I don't, I'm actually not sure if you've seen it, but Tucker and Dale versus Evil, that no, was a great one. It. it was, it was excellent. That was a meta movie, too, actually. I know we talked about them, uh, last week, but with Scream. But, uh, Tyler and, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is actually excellent. It was a meta f- film because it's about these two, like, hillbillies who start experiencing these teenagers in the woods in the middle of the woods trying to kill the hillbillies because they think that the hillbillies are like evil you know killers oh wow so it it takes you to the other perspective but the roles are flipped so i I think that's pretty interesting and they all die in these like stupid campy cheesy like cliche ways um so yeah that's pretty cool but you know a little evil kind of did stuff like that too it played off the omen i feel like pretty well but it made the main characters relatable and likable and uh it was funny i mean i don't really exactly remember a lot of like the jokes or anything but um i do remember laughing so yeah i mean it's a fun little movie like i said you don't have to watch a movie to be moved intellectually or in in any other way like just watch the fucking movie stop being so jaded yeah i agree so for me it's definitely a a bad film is a bad film this is not a bad film yeah i wouldn't say that at all for me, yeah, it's definitely not chopped at all. No, not. So, uh, if, if you're thinking about checking it out, even if you're, like, you know, a purist, like like the fucking cream of the crop of asshole, like, horror movie fans, you know, like, really stuck up and shit, I watch hate it. those guys. Watch it, you know, because you're going to like it. If you've seen The Omen, you like The Omen, or if, if you've seen any fucking horror movie from pre-1990 and you like those movies, you're going to like it. You're yeah, going to laugh. Just, it's the same shit. They just add yeah. in jokes. Like, hey. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, any any final thoughts on Little Evil? I mean, uh, yeah, it was fun. Like, yeah, there's nothing else say. to say. It's a Production comedy. Quality was good. I laughed, so yeah. th- that was that. Like, there's there's nothing really to elaborate on. It just mm-hmm. had like common themes about family and yeah. being who you want to be, and that's about that. Like, but I don't watch comedy to learn lessons. I watch comedy to watch a fucking yeah. comedy. It was it was heartfelt though. Like you know, I can appreciate it for trying to do that. Cause I think I think it blended them pretty well. It wasn't one of those like super stupid comedies. At least it wasn't like a rom com, you know. Yeah. So, oh, fuck. but yeah, I liked it. Um, that's pretty much my final thought on that. Go check it out if you haven't. It's still trending on Netflix. One of the rare indie films I feel like that actually kind of feels like a Hollywood film, but isn't. So, uh, check it out. See what I mean, and you can let me know if you agree with me or not. But I think that pretty much does it for episode number 10. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about indie films, talk about Madman, and all of the really cool news that we've uh, uh, talked about with you today. So let us know what you think. Any any last things, Sam? No, no. Watch Madman. Watch Little Evil. Yeah. And start watching more Netflix movies. 
Yeah, just more like indie horror in general. You know, pay attention to the film festivals. That's where they're all at. I feel like you gave me an errand. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I yeah, man, do it. Do it. All of you, do it. I'm gonna. Watch more indie horror. It's great. Kill John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And with that, this has been Grave Discussions. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> ah. This has been an SRD production.